firstly, you know, we um, a lot of a lot of our community members uh, around town didn't have any idea that uh, the Scarborough gas or anything was going to go ahead, um, or or was in in existence really. Um, basically, the um, you know it all started at the. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> so basically it all started at the end of last year um, when, you know, some, my niece was actually at a rally down in Perth and they'd been having rallies down in Perth against Scarborough Gas. And honestly, to tell you the truth, not very many people, like I'd, I'd say no, not very many um, uh, traditional owners up here knew about the Scarborough Gas project uh, and knew that it was being planned to come on Morajuga. Um, um, then along with that, we found out that there was Perdaman, um, you know, they, they'd made a deal with Perdaman to buy them gas, and Perdaman is another Yarra, which is, you know, another fertiliser project um, and plant, you know, right next door to Yarra, right uh, on... And they we found out they were going to move some um, significant sacred uh, rock art uh, to put their project there. Um you know, basically, I think we that, that it all sort of just, um, you know, sort of panned out the way that, you know, we, we found out about it. And, um, you know, we our, one of my family is one of the custodial families of that place um, and, um, you know, hold, hold a lot of connection to there. So uh, we, we had no, yeah, we, we just um, sort of launched into this, this thing of information that we needed some more information. So um, some fellows come up, we started talking to them and they were telling us about it, you know, strangers from Perth, telling us about what's going on in our country and we had no idea. Um, I'll tell you, when they told us, I sat there and I just, I, I basically nearly, you know, cried my eyes out thinking, what the heck do they think they're doing? Anyway, um, my niece, um, Raylene, who was on the board for 10 years of Morajuga Aboriginal Corporation. Um, it was alarming to her as well. She had no idea that... Um, she had no idea that this was going on. And she's sitting at the board level there, one of the, one of the you know, significant um, decision-makers. Uh, so all this underhanded stuff had happened. So we just had to... I, I just said, that's it. We've got to do something about it. And basically, that's how it came about. So... You know, we're nearly six months in or so now and, you know, we've had one rally in Karapa and, um, you know, that was the, one of the first ones that we held just to raise awareness of this. There was not very many people there, but as we've been um, going along, you know, a lot, of, a lot of more information have been... Um, a lot of more information has been coming up and we, um, you know, got to the point where we wrote letters to... You know, we had to write letters to the federal government under, you know, and get the, the acts the the um oh, what what are those apps called? <laughs> I've got a brain dead, sorry. Um so yeah we had to get so we had to, you know, use the Cultural Heritage Acts of Australia, mm. national uh to write letters, you know, and get a section nine and a section ten to see if they would put it in. Yeah. Susan Lay came back, uh, we sent that to Susan Lay's office and we sent it to Ken White's office. Um unfortunately Ken White's office lost it, the letter. I, um, which I've sent on email, and it was sent twice. So we mm. had to get reports to, to follow up on those letters because we had no response. We also, you know, had um, got some some of our other 
community members around to do, you know, things like, um, you know, NITV um, yeah, reports and stuff like this as well, just to raise the awareness that we've actually done this and um, we want responses from those letters. Thankfully, we did get a response from the letter. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh no, I was just going to say it's sort of it's sort of beggar's belief though. Like what you're saying earlier, the fact that you know you've you've taken this on yourself to to find out about what's going on and you know the threat to the you know some of the oldest rock art in the world. I and mean, we were talking about an area that has the first depiction of a, a circle in, in human history. You know the. The, the rock art up there is, you know, incredibly significant and obviously significant, you know, for all traditional owners. Yet it really sort of demonstrates just a total lack of consultation. And you expect, especially in this day and age, and especially with, you know, some of the, the recent sort of activities of mining companies, that considering a project of this size and this significance, that, you know, Woodside and the companies involved in, of course, the state government would have consulted with traditional owners. But from what you're saying, there just seems to be a, a total lack of, of consultation at all. Oh, definitely. It was a backdoor process. And like I said, my, my niece sat on the board and didn't know anything about it. So, um, you know, you've got the top decision makers of that place from five language groups sitting around a table and they are getting backdoored um, by these government officials and, um, and these big mining companies. And basically they were going around the board and going straight to the elders who didn't know what they were doing, you know, who didn't know what actually they're talking about, what, you know, and were basically manipulated into saying yes to this project. Now, they came, Perdamon came six times to their circle of elders and um, six times they were told no. The seventh time was in front of the board uh, where my niece was uh, sitting that day and basically, um, basically two maybe two elders made a decision, this huge decision, that it was yes, after being, again, manipulated, talked to in language, manipulated by, you know, um, people who should actually know better. The people that are, you know, should, should know better about moving that, such a, uh, a culturally significant, um, you know, the rock art. So it is... Um, I, I don't. I didn't understand it, but that that was the process. There was so there was no real due consultation with um, many of the, the community members. You mentioned before that you you know you reached out to the federal heritage minister Susan Lay and also uh, Ken Wyatt. I understand you, you know you have received a response from from Susan Lay uh, in regard to you know holding uh, the some, some of the expansion of of the uh, I believe at least with um, with Perdamon up there. Well, can you, sorry, can you at least sort of speak to what has been sort of promised by the federal government or what what has been committed to in terms of uh, responding to your requests? Um, look, they, they have approved the Section 9 to go ahead, which is um, they've actually halted work out there. So thankfully, the powers of being have um, been good to us and uh, they, they cannot start to move that rock out or, or do any works out there. Um, until the federal um, minister puts in, you know, from that section nine, um, the um, that one of their people to come and investigate. So um, then there's a, a long process, lengthy process. Then that stands after that, which is um, the, the consultation of the people, which is under the section ten. So um, then that, that you know they send in their people to come and talk to everybody, um, basically all the families, everyone. Um, to, to um, you know, have their say, which is 
which is really good. And a lot of people are coming out now going, well, you know, we didn't have a say. We didn't know our, you know, our elders are, are, are sitting at this meeting. Yet again, they're so worn down. They just, they don't listen anymore to what's going on in the, in the, um, in that process of actually them having all the last say. Um, and there are only, you know, there are only a couple of members on, on the elders board as well. So, and these fellows, you've got to realise, have been doing this for a very long time. Um, so they were also, you know, somewhere in there when it was agreed to the BIMI agreement that they did not understand either um, 20 years ago, which let um, Woodside in in the first place. Um, you know, there's a lot of been, there's been a lot of, you know, mishandlings and misconduct on this country. And, um, you know, we, we, we're here to just get the truth. You know, we have, you know, the stories in that rock art are so incredibly amazing and they belong to the human race. Uh, and to, for them to actually come in and just disregard um, all stories, all knowledge of, you know, that rock art and the energy it holds, the, you know, the, significant, um, the significance of it uh, being attached to Mother Earth and our connection to it. We are the custodians, so we're obligated to look after that place and look after all of our countries. I mean, this, for me, goes all the way down to my country in Panawanica. So this is, you know, and this is, um, my great-grandfathers, great-grandmothers, the Fortescue River, you know, they are all connected. Um, and then, you know, going the other way, always this place is connected to this country and to the world. Yeah, and it's like you say as well, like the the art that there is so, it's, it's so significant. It's like continuously recording um, what's been happening in that place for the last 40,000 years. And just looking at the Marajuga Aboriginal Corporation's website, um, the WA government, the Department of Biodiversity, Conservation and Attractions, as well as Planning Lands and Heritage, and um, with Woodside Energy and Rio Tinto, have all been working with Marajuga Aboriginal Corporation to get World Heritage listing. And I guess like what you're saying about them just going through the back door and like on the front talking about wanting to get this World Heritage listing, but then on the back making plans without consultation to go and move the rock art. What what do you feel about that? And I guess what do you think that says about the government's um, priorities? Oh, look, it's total deception. Total deception at its best. Um, the, the, you know, I can't explain the way I feel about it because it's, it's just a shock. It's um, how, how could the people that you put into that we as human beings, as, as even Nurara people of this country um, and all the other people put these people in power to be able to do the right thing for us. Uh, and this is not the right thing. When you're going handshaking with um, the likes of, you know, the government and, and industry. And that, that's their big thing. Industry can coexist with culture. No, it cannot. When you are blowing up 50,000-year-old rock art or removing it, oh, it's okay, it'll be, in a, it'll be in a big sheet. No, you don't move it in the first place. I'm very sorry, but th- how can anybody understand that that is, you know, that is um, the right thing to do. It is not, it is underhanded. Um, and basically it just, everything that they've done is, you know, giving them a green light in their way and their writing and their policies and procedures to do whatever they want on that country while they're getting kickbacks by all of these mining companies. And we all know it. We all know it's true. It's just people need to get out, come out and start waking up and going, 
this is this is not right. We need to stand up for this country. We need to, you know, there's, there's climate change, there's floods, there's, mm. you know, we just had a 50-degree day up here, mm. you know. So um, the emissions coming out of this place right now are absolutely disgusting. Like, we went out yesterday uh, just going out to do a yoga session early in the morning, you know, and you're driving back and there's Yarrow with its, uh, with its you know, black smoke pouring out of it. Mm. It's compromising our lungs, it's compromising our health, um, it's compromising our future. Josie, on that, I mean, as you've so well articulated, the significance of the rock art is under threat up there. But of course, if the Scarborough Gas Hub goes ahead, it will be one of the largest uh, polluters in the Southern Hemisphere. We're looking at something that's you know, going to be at least 10 times the size of the Adani coal mine in, in terms of it actually, you know, the, the emissions it's putting out. And that's going to you know, be a huge threat on um, both the, the local ecosystem, but you know, the, the, just the, the broader global uh, ecosystem. And as you mentioned, there we've got floods and fires already from uh, the, the climate catastrophe you know as a as a woman who's really charged of protecting country as you know as a traditional owner and you know and just as a human being like all of us you know how significant is that for you uh, that people will start to wake up and become more aware of this project and start to do what they can to try and to try and stop the the scarborough gas hub oh look it is um you know, it's very vital to the evolution of the world right now. And when we when we talk about that, we talk about the real evolution of what's going on right now. Now, you, we all know about ice ages and we all know about, you know, stone ages and the, the way that, that the world evolves itself because we're a part of that evolution. And um, when when we look at these, these projects, the, the main thing is, why here? Why there on 40,000-year-old rock art? How can they get away with it when, you know, and, and put all these emissions in when all the, the, the studies have proved the UN have the, the best scientists in the world saying we need to stop emissions now. And here we are in a, in a country that is full steam ahead and shaking hands with these industries, um, letting them destruct and destroy the air we breathe um, the water we the water we use, you know, and you know, and, and basically a lot of people up here their livelihoods, because you know they build this. People are just going to get sicker and sicker. Um, I mean, for us, we do we do. Um, I do. I'm a traditional healer, so I also you know I work with bush medicine. And the thing that that got me that struck me was that their bush medicine out there was way out of whack. So I had to stop using it out there. It's losing its genetic its genetic um, coding to the country, you know, it's losing its genetic connection. So if it's, the plants and animals are losing their genetic connection, what the heck is it doing to us? So in a, a world that, you know, this is, you know, we are all starting to switch on to who we really are and what, what, what it is that we're here to do, well... We've, we come to look after Mother Earth and to live a really sustainable life. That's what Aboriginal people have been doing for all of these years, for, you know, for thousands and thousands of, thousands of years. So um, if that's not a testimony to how we actually should be going back to live, well, you know, in this, this sort of evolution, we, that's, that's um, you know, that's what it's all about. We don't want our kids wiped out. We want a bright future for our children. Um, you know, we want them to know that, Mother Earth is here for them, and then they can 
they can tap into her and um, for their own well-being as well. I mean, this is this is about people's health as much as anything. And I know from up here because my daughter is an Aboriginal health practitioner, and she has been working with our people um, and a lot of people through the hospital systems and through healthcare systems. Um, and you know, she she in you know in the short time she's been doing this work, you know, six six eight years, I think it was that she's been. Um, you know, she's even can come out and tell you that that she has seen the change within the health of people here, and because she's been on the front line, so it's um, and that's just here. So just imagine it, you know, everywhere else. And I mean, this this the plant we can see it from our back door. You can see the 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 flames from your back door. So if we can see it, and the air is, you know, at the right you know, at the right time and the wind's blowing, well, we get that emission straight on us, straight in our house. Our animals get it, you know, and not to mention, oh, look, there's so much, but there's also there's also the fact that there are song lines out there that are connected to animals and the plants. And the one biggest song line that we have is the whale. And they are they are they wanting to put this, this Scarborough gas underwater there where the whales are... Uh, coming across and that's where they migrate that's their migration area so that's their song line so how can they you know they, they're going to they're going to try and you know do to, to dig up the um dig up the ground underneath you know underneath the seabed and i think that's okay it's not going to hurt anything well i'm sorry but i think it was about a year or so ago we found artifacts there was artifacts and it was a huge thing there's all these artifacts. There was there were ships here. There was it was a big buzz. We had they found all this water, um, all this um, all this stuff underneath the, the ocean there, outside you know near the islands here, everywhere, um, in this place, and they want to go and destroy that as well. Like not only the whales and and things, but they're actually going to go through ancient 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 very old, which is because it's under the sea, obviously. This is, you know, and that's their stories under the water as well because they have found it. They've found, they found sites under the water out there, and it was a big, big find. And they were so proud of it. And all of a sudden, that's backdoor news. And you know, it's all about no, no, we're okay. We're not moving any rocks. This is Woodside, mind you. We're not moving any rocks. So they're actually telling our mob lies as well. Mm. Um, you know, trying to say to them that uh, you know they're not moving any rocks. They're just expanding on what they have. Well, I'm sorry, that's not good enough. Let's go back to the past. You actually have blown up a whole hill of rock art just to put yourselves there. Mm. So don't act like you're innocent now because you're not moving rock art. You're just expanding what you're doing. But you're still going to be moving rock mm. to expand. You are still going to be desecrating that, that and destructing all of that stuff, all the earth that's there. To put your lines of um, your gas pipes through the the, the sea to the land, mm. so um, you know, and then having these deals by you know the, you know what makes it good for them is that they think that they can just you know, and they've got this deal with Perdiman, they you know to make this great big urea plant, and um, nothing benefits anybody here. Mm. So there's no benefit to the world. There's no benefit for the. Um, indigenous people here, none whatsoever, because Moradoga Aboriginal Corporation doesn't have a member service program. They don't have anything for members. They never have and they never will. So people think, oh, the Aboriginal people have got all the deals out of this. No, they haven't. Mm. 
I haven't got any deal whatsoever out of this. All they, all that we get is to see our land getting broken and, and busted up every day by these companies. 